Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Ag Watchers. We've got myself, Andrew Whitelaw, Matt Douglas on, and we've got Jackie Peacock. Jackie, tell us who you are, who you work for, and what you do. Oh, well, uh, that's not very interesting, I suppose, but thanks for having me on, Andrew and Matt. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm Jackie. I, uh, I work for Service Equipment, John Deere Dealership. Um, I'm the marketing supervisor for Australia New Zealand. Um, I live in Hamilton, just outside of Hamilton, Victoria. Uh, my partner Ben and I have 33 acres out here and, um, yeah, we're amateur sheep farmers, uh, work full time at the same time and, um, yeah, we keep pretty busy and, uh, yeah, we're quite passionate about agriculture, both work in fields, so, yeah, that's me. You've, you've I, I, I was going to say and... the purpose of Ag Watchers is is to get people people on to talk about agriculture, and so we've taken a bit of a liberty with that, and we've taken a bit of a long bow to call this an agricultural story. But the reason we wanted to get Jackie on was for something else. It was your your work with mental health, and how you've done that through racing in the, the the finky desert race just last june this june yeah so um yeah i did a razor for beyond food um and just a bit of mental health awareness by yeah doing the fink desert race and uh yeah we raised about twenty thousand five hundred to by doing that and um yeah you didn't just do you didn't just do the feet desert race, did you, Jackie? You um you performed quite well in it, didn't you? You being a bit a bit more. Oh no, I don't think I performed too well. <laughs> you, you, got, so, you got second place. Yeah. I I think there were more than two women in it. I hope there were, but um yeah, I got second in women's. Um I think there were about oh, there were about ten or something women who did the think. Um and, yeah, I think I placed outright uh, 309th out of about 500 riders. So it wasn't too bad. I didn't come off and, yeah, finished in one piece. So I was quite happy. So, so a lot of people know that I'm, I like motorcycles and, and Matt's not necessarily the biggest fan <laughs> of motorcycles. And, and a, lot, a lot of people listening to this, uh, we have quite a lot of people who listen from overseas. Yeah. Tell, tell us what the Finky is. So the Fink Desert Race is in Central Australia in the desert. It uh, it starts at Alice Springs, so it's pretty much smack bang in the middle of Australia. Starts at Alice Springs. You ride along the old um, again uh, way. So it's an it's it's just like a very rough, um, sandy. There's yeah. It's dangerous, lots of obstacles with rocks and things and holes and um, and you race as fast as you can pretty much. Um, speeds over 100 k's an hour. What's that, 60 miles per hour? I don't know if anyone's listening in miles. But, um, yeah, so you race 239 k's down to Fink, which is a small Aboriginal community. You stay there for the night and then you get up the next morning and you race back to, Fink, to Alice Springs for the 239Ks back. So, so it's all off-road pretty much, yeah, or on a track, all, it's, all, all sand? Yeah, it's um, 
it really uh, changes the it feels like you're on the moon really when you're up there because it's it's so um yeah it's so weird how much that track changes but it's very rocky you would think being in the middle of the desert it's going to be all sand but there's a lot of rocks and things that pop up out of nowhere a lot of bulldust um yeah a lot of deep sand and very rough sort of patches where um it's just like a series of they call them whoops so it's just a series of constant bumps like i think you've got it almost like a like a corrugation type thing yeah but on a huge scale so some of those some of the um the the whoops can be like a meter deep in summer yeah and you're trying to ride your bike over the top of them but not only just one or two of them it's like 40 k's worth what uh is is this something you've done a number of times before placing circuit jackie or was i presume you've been around dirt bikes Um, your your life um yeah i'd never done think before it's kind of a bucket list item because it's a 2000k drive for us to get there from where i live um so it's quite expensive and it it takes a lot of time and effort it's not a race that you can just show up and um expect to finish yeah expect to finish anyway um there's a lot of people that don't finish because it's just so unpredictable and dangerous um yeah i saw a lot of people that had come unstuck on my trip down to fink um just ambulances everywhere and yeah so it is a pretty tough race um physically and mentally I've done um, the Hatter Desert Race in, in Victoria four times and um, it's very similar to Hatter but probably just quicker and more dangerous. But, so, uh, yeah. so like, like it is, like I, I watched, I like bikes, but I like road bikes, which, which Matt hates because he thinks there's too many idiots on a road, which is... <laughs> I know you've been, you, you've, been, uh, you've been kind of having a crack at me. I don't mind dirt bikes. I think dirt bikes are a good... Uh, very enjoyable activity. The issue with the the road bikes, Andrew, is I don't like the other idiots on the road that, that cause the and road you're, you're right. But problems. but it like I was watching some of your videos that you put online, and you had like the you must have a GoPro or something on. Yeah. And, and it was like a I think you got a seven minute video on 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 Facebook, and I was watching it, and my arms were hurting just watching. It. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 I just like I, I I've ridden dirt bikes you know every now and then but not not to the same anywhere near the same level. Uh, I don't think I'd even start never mind finish. But like the the amount uh, when you say when you say your arms were hurting, I was so Jackie. Don't let don't let the don't let the glass but, but it was just <laughs> like the suspension like the suspension travel on that bike and it was just up and down. What what do you do? And people a lot of people would think that riding a motorcycle isn't that you just sat there but it, <laughs> oh but it, yeah but, but it's but it's not is it like what what did you have to do like to actually get yourself prepared for for 230 k's of punishment knocked around really <laughs> it's like an, it's like you're getting punched in the stomach every minute <laughs> it's like you're doing a heap of push-ups and squats at the same time um oh, yeah a lot of people have that perception that motorbike riding is easy and you just sit there and twist the throttle but it's not that at all. You've got to be really um, bike fit, I guess. So the only way to do that is to just ride all the time, 
So I probably didn't write enough, to be honest, but, um, yeah, and we don't have any sort of areas like that where you can just go flat out for 200 k's. So I just did a lot of, um, like, single tracks type stuff and real rough sort of sandy stuff just to try and prepare my body for, yeah, the punishment. And, um, yeah, so just any sort of riding. I was on the bike every weekend and, um, yeah, just did a bit of work at the gym. Weights, you got to be strong. So, yeah, a, a few weights and just, um, yeah, a bit, little bit of running. I probably didn't do near enough of what I should have, but, um, yeah. Still came second <laughs> though, Jackie. Um, do, uh, do, you, do you know, like once you've done the race there and back again, do you get a, an idea of what your average kind of speed was over that distance? Um, I didn't know at the time, no, but... I think like once you, because you've got an electronic timer on your bike, you can look up all your stats after the fact. So I think I'd, the average speed was, I can't even remember, I think it was 80 or something, 70 or 80, something around there. Um, yeah, so it's not, like some of the top guys, the pros are doing like 150, 67, yeah. yeah they're top, doing, but they're, they're, they're sponsored by Red Bull and... <laughs> Called Toby Price. Yeah, <laughs> they have a mullet. Yeah, but in terms of like, in terms of the actual, you obviously got to prepare yourself physically, but mentally, like, there's a lot of how. How do you get yourself in that zone, so to speak? I think just the years of, uh, the years of um, doing three, four, five hour races, just that I know. That what I'm in for and I just pace myself. I find um, if I can get my head right, uh, I can, yeah, I'll be right. But, um, yeah, I think just relaxing and calming down a bit, try to get in that uh, that zone is probably the, the best way to explain it. Because yeah, uh, I, I struggle with it because, like, with my bike, I plan my trips around coffee shops. <laughs> So well, so, usually I plan mine around um, pubs. Well, well, pubs. Yeah, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to make it more, you know, acceptable these days. But generally, what I, what I get is I get from Bacchus Marsh to Dalesford, which is about fifty k's. Yeah. And then, then my my legs start to hurt a bit, <laughs> so I get a coffee. Yeah. Then yes, then yes, stay the night. Stay the night old. in Dalesford because he is. He's from the UK, you know, so you can't go more than. Oh yeah, true. That's that's like across the country in, in but, the UK. So so my, my route is to Dalesford, and then from Dalesford to Trentham, stop there for something. That's another fifty k's, and so I, I, I do I do about two hundred and two hundred odd kilometer loop from my house every now and then, uh, on 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 the yeah, road on the road and there's, and on there's on no the, bumps and uh, my back still generally quite sore. Uh, so I, I honestly don't know how you do it because I, I looked at it and thought, wow, that'd be pretty cool to do it. Like, like you say, there's a bucket list thing, but I think it's my bucket list to go there and watch it. I think. Yeah, not, you've got not, to, not, not to do. <laughs> but, oh well, but, I think there was a guy who did it on a Harley. You can, uh, you could do it on a road bike. I reckon with the Harley suspension, it would be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and and a weight. Yeah. And the weight. Imagine and the weight. That tipping the bike over would too. be hard, wouldn't it? Oh, so, so, but speaking of the bikes as well, what type of what type of bike did you use? I used a Beta um, three hundred, so a two stroke three hundred. Yeah. 
and, and a lot of preparation for that as well. Like, yeah, you've uh, got to get... It wouldn't just be a stock standard one. Uh, the engine is. Um, everything is. It's just the suspension. Um, yeah, we got that done and um, you put a steering damper on it so it just stabilises the steering a bit more so you can... It kind of just straightens the steering so it can't turn as, as hard. So it doesn't do um, a tank slapper. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. it tries to keep your your wheel straight, your front wheel straight the whole time because the the track is fairly straight. There's not many kind of twists and turns or bends in it. You can you can wind it right up and keep that front wheel straight. Um, what else did we do? Oh, just the the tyres sort of have a hard tyre on it because the the stones up there just rip tyres to bits, like they just rip it to bits. Like you have no knobs left on your tyre if you take a soft tire up there. Yeah, okay. Because um, you when you look at the videos, it doesn't look like that when you're like like it looks yeah. it looks soft more than anything. Yeah. So that's interesting. It's just all those um, sharp rocks that poke through. Yeah, they grab you. And and in terms of and you didn't you didn't come off at all. It was just no, nah, I didn't. Yeah, I was lucky. And any any near misses or any bits that you thought, oh geez, yeah. that's uh, that's shaking me up a bit. Oh yeah, I had a lot of those. And there was one when I was testing. Um, I went straight off the edge of the, the track. That was a bit scary. Um, I just lost. I just lost control of the bike and then hit the throttle. Like I had whiskey throttles going off the edge, so that was a bit scary. And then. Um, there was another dune there that uh, was kind of dug out at the bottom from all the buggies. And yeah, I come over that and flat landed when I was testing as well. And that was pretty intense, but uh, I actually didn't have any stacks luckily. And it's, and it's like a time trial as well, isn't it? So you're not physically racing against someone, but would you, would you get passed by anyone or or pass anyone else? Yeah. I think you take off like, 30 seconds in groups of five 30 seconds apart so yeah you pass a heap of people heap of people pass you but yeah it's heaps of fun it's the dust that gets you because it's so dusty it's not Mm. like anything you've ever um kind of experienced it the dust is that thick you can't see you can't see in front of you it's like really thick fog and we had a bit of rain too on this on the first day so we had rain was not raining anywhere else in australia it was raining at alice springs and um yeah all the dust stuck to your goggles and yeah it was pretty hard but yeah that's the main thing is the dust but for those that um have andrew's mentioned the footage a couple of times jackie but for those that aren't that aware and and wanted to get a feel for it visually uh, you've got a facebook uh, is it a facebook account you've got that has some of the um i've got so they can look up. Yeah, Facebook. It's called uh, Think for Mental Health. Just look it up. And it, it's also on YouTube. So just look up Think for Mental Health on YouTube or Jackie Peacock and you'll see it on there. That could segue into actually part of the purpose there. Obviously, being a bucket list thing is one one aspect, Jackie, but you, you, you um, raised quite a bit of money as well um, undertaking this race for, for mental health. Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of what yeah, you did? Yeah, so I think. The reason why I went down, 
went I do I thought about doing a mental health and a a um awareness thing. But I didn't really know how I was gonna do that. And then once I entered Fink I thought that's a perfect opportunity because um it kind of shows people that you can be tough in some ways and then not tough in other ways. Like to do Fink you've got to be mentally tough and physically tough so I just wanted to show people that yeah I do race bikes and I am tough when it comes to racing bikes I have struggled a lot over my over the years with mental health and um, I just wanted to show people that it's okay to you know be tough but you can also be vulnerable and talk about what's going on for you Um, and I thought Beyond Blue was the perfect platform everyone knows what Beyond Blue is perfect platform to kind of raise the money for those guys and um yeah promote some awareness yeah so i think you're you're spot on there with regard with regards to demonstrating all the facets of toughness but i think the fact that you can come out and we're seeing it a lot now um more so too in the agricultural space with guys like brad milstead in his 6b thing that was just on i think the 730 report a week ago where we know there's issues in regional rural communities where people aren't talking about mental health, but the fact that people like yourselves are, are able to, A, raise money for this and make it the profile bigger, but also to be pretty honest and open and say that, you, you know, you, you've had your issues yourself. I think the more visibility means that, you know, p- people are becoming more understanding of it and also people that are, you know, having that as a, as a, as a battle that they face um, at times, they're becoming more comfortable in talking about it. And, and that in itself, being open and honest about those kind of struggles is a toughness in itself to my mind, you know, whether they're a sports person that's come out and said they're, um, you know, they've had, they've had kind of struggles in the past, uh, you know, or, 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 you know, people like yourself that are doing a lot of this charity work. Um, I think that's very commendable, but it's also helping more and more people um, to have the courage also, whether, whether it's just talking to their mates or, or seeking help or, you know, be, you know, letting people know that they're not, they're not uh, dealing with things as good as what they could be. Um, or, or, as, or as Mary O'Brien said in the previous podcast, that, you know, that sort of, is, there is no stigma to it. And, you know, if you are bogged, we all get bogged every now and then. Yeah. And it is just, that is just what, what we've got to face and, and it's good that there is no stigma you know even even 10 years ago there was a stigma around it you know that sort of or toughen up princess that type of thing if you mm-hmm. said that you're you're uh, a bit down yeah, so, that's right. so i reckon it's good what was in terms of 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 the think what was what was the is it was there any downsides to it was there any point where you thought what am i doing this for <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did think that probably five minutes into it. <laughs> no, I, no, nah, there was no point that I thought, what am I doing? Like, yeah, there, there was, but when I thought about, you know, the the awareness that we'd raised and the, the money that we'd raised, like it was worth it. There was no, even when, um because we'd taken off early from Victoria to get away from lockdown, I think the day they announced lockdown, we because we had to leave a week early because of lockdown or else I wasn't going to get to the race. And yeah. I don't think 
I think that if we hadn't have had had done all that awareness and the fundraiser, I don't think that we would have pushed as hard to get there. So, and a few things went wrong and, um, yeah, it, it just seemed like I just was not supposed to ride that that race. Just what was going on, everything that happened. My partner, Ben, had an anaphylactic reaction up in Alice Springs and ended up in hospital and nearly died. So that was, um, yeah, it was just, just, just like... Just, what, just, just a little bit of extra pressure. Oh, it was just like, what are we doing? And, um, <laughs> yeah, we forgot things and, yeah, just little things went wrong. So that was... It wasn't the race itself. It was probably just the effort that we went into to get there. It was just like, oh my god, this do is you, just crazy. Do you do you think? But, um, do, sorry, sorry you, Mike, but do you think, <clears throat> like when 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 you talk to a lot of people who are sort of elite sports people like yourself, you <laughs> you, you sort of there's an element of the actual what happens on the day, but how much of it do you think it was actually the preparation? you know, for, for the months beforehand and the days beforehand that actually contributed to it? Well, it's all the preparation. It's all the preparation. The, the race itself is you've got to have a lot of luck on your side. So I think I'd got all the bad luck out of the way before the, the race, I reckon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think if, if you prepare yourself and you know what you're in for, um, especially the pre-running, like, because we got up there a week earlier, I had a bit more time to, you know, get used to the track. Definitely helped a lot. But, um, yeah, definitely everything's in the preparation and, and making sure your bike's fully prepared like so nothing can break on it. If something would have broke on that bike, it would have been um, very unlucky because we had that bike, yeah, prepped to 100%. And you mentioned a couple of times, Jackie, your partner, Ben, um, was he part of the support crew or was he racing in his own right? Yeah, no, he come that... up to support me. Um, he actually races Speedway, but he also rides bikes, but he come up to support me and help me out, So, which was really good. And, so, so, uh, if he does, so if he does Speedway, he'll only know how to go in circles <laughs> and, and on yeah. his side. <laughs> he like, just turns he's like, left. He's, he's like a greyhound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he is. Um, yeah, so, but after he had the anaphylaxis, we didn't want him to go down the fink end because if he had had that down there, like there's no medical support or a hospital down there. Yeah, so true. I ended up, um, that, that equally works if you come <laughs> off in a bad way, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. But you don't need extra adrenaline when you race and, yeah. um, yeah, no. when you get anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis, yeah, you need some adrenaline. I think they pump five shots into him, so that wasn't going to happen with EpiPens down no, there. So, uh, yeah, but I ended up meeting some really awesome people in Alice Springs. Like the community out there is just fantastic. And, yeah, some people that we um, met, they looked after me down the Fink End and, yeah, it was great. And so did you have, like, support? I know you work for service and they've got a tech crew. Did you Did you have, like, a support in terms of, like, a – a mechanic to help out or did no. you all do that within the household ben and i are the mechanics that's handy <laughs> that's handy to know 
Not that I can do much. You know, I can I'll, I'll, change I'll, change I, the oil and do a couple of things, but that's, that's, uh, a, that's a lot lot, be- a lot better than me most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was just <clears throat> us two. There was no one else. Um, but like in terms of fueling uh, at Fink, you can either have your own fuel crew or you can use the club fuel, but, and they fuel it up for you. So we just use them. We you didn't we didn't really need. Um, yeah, anything major, everything. We were really prepared before we left with the bike and everything. So pretty much we just needed some good luck and, and fuel. What, what was it like when you finished? What was, the, when, what was the feeling when you actually got, you know, you, you, you sort of, you almost finish twice, don't you? You finish yeah. when you get to Fink and then you finish when you get back into our springs. Well, the first day was awesome. I had an a fantastic run and I was just so happy when I got down the end because I'd moved up about 50 places so I was pretty pumped about that and um, yeah we were all ready to go the next day to come home and yeah I don't know if you guys realize but um, a spectator was sadly yeah. killed that was that was with a buggy was it oh, yeah so yeah. the steering broke on the buggy and that's just part of motorsport I think and that type of thing so that poor fellow was just unfortunately in the wrong spot and yeah, um, it was interesting because I was watching some of it some of it live on like the YouTube live stream on yeah. on the first day and I remember seeing a clip of, of a buggy going over one of the corrugations and, and a guy standing right on the side of the track and I, was, mm-hmm. I actually thought to myself jeez you're bloody close mate <laughs> yeah and and obviously that's a tragic circumstance because that did that end they ended the whole thing at that point yeah. didn't they they black they red flagged the race it it was finished um and not that like the mood down the end the fink end it just completely changed like we were all just devastated for this guy and the driver and the guy's family and yeah it was just really sad so yeah. we just worked with you know the police were down there and the committee and we just you know listened to them and everyone was just patient and really really good about it um but yeah when when I I don't think people realize that those buggies are just pretty much 95% of the time they're out of control (laughs) and you you just even if you are a bit back from the track you're in you're still at risk and yeah yeah, there's no real runoff uh, well, there's, well, there's lots of runoff actually, and you're going at hundred odd plus miles kilometers an hour. Mm. You have to be pretty far back if it does go. Yeah. Out of control. Yeah, and people are up there have, have you know they're really really right into it and they're right they're cheering and that which is awesome but um, yeah unfortunately that's part of it and if if you're going to be up there yeah just be careful everyone who does go and you know, keep your wits about you. What, what would anything like, can happen? We, there's a lot of we you know think is is a lot of a lot of people in the farming community are into it like mm. i know i know a lot of people who were planning to go this year but lockdown stopped them mm. um and i know a lot of people who are who are considering racing in or or their sons are considering i think james stacy's son is is considering it next year yep i know he's pricing oh, yeah. the bike oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> what would be your tip for them two, two tips that you can that you would give to them if they were thinking of doing it? Train, train and train. Just ride your bike as much as you can. Don't have to do fast stuff. Just ride. It doesn't 
doesn't matter where you ride, just ride. Do some do some uh, weights, especially for your lower back. Do some training there. Stretching, get your mobility right. Um, make sure your bike's, you know, 200% prepped. I'm giving you about 10 tips here, not just two, but um, <laughs> like there's so, even just there was a guy up there, really good bloke that we met um, who was racing. He he finished 21st and he just loved loved it and he was so good. He shared his knowledge with us and one of the tips was just wear earplugs and oh, that, true. yeah, that was a big game changer because and he was right. He said that um, it fatigues you, yeah, the noise, especially on a two-stroke. It's yeah. so loud. But, yeah, just earplugs are a big thing. Um, and just enjoy it. Don't go up there expecting to, yeah, break any records. Just go up there and have fun and just take it all in because it is one crazy race. And, yeah, the pe- people are just crazy up there. It is, yeah, it's, it's cool. Because most, most people are aiming just to do it, not necessarily to place or yeah. be at any time. And so I guess the next question is you, you raised, you initially targeted five grand for your funds raising. Yeah. I, I think you got over 20, so that's a, a success. Yeah. But next year, you, you got <laughs> to do it again? Or is this uh, the, the bucket list? Because I, I know a lot of people who do these sort of things as a one-off. Yeah. And then 10 years' time, they've done it 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you get a bit of a bug for these things. Is this going to be, was, was, was this year the last, first and last, or will we? Uh, will we at see this again? stage, you just. <laughs> This, uh, it's it sounds like when you had a baby, your first child, Andrew. It's um you have it, you have the baby, and you go, that's excellent, it's a great experience. You're gonna have another one. Ah, uh, I'll just wait and see, and then two or three years go down the track, and then maybe you change your mind again. But you, you know, if, there's a first place spot beckoning, Jackie, for you to um, you know, now you've done it once, you could now you know what you got to do. You, you know, you could get up there and take. Yeah, out no, I don't and... think that's gonna happen, Matt. <laughs> um, I'm quite surprised I got second, to be honest. But, um, look, I love that race. I, like, it was just an experience I'll, I'll never forget. I don't think I'll do it again, just the pure fact that it's so dangerous um, and it takes so much effort to get there. My body, like, I'm 40 now. My body is, um, it's not coping too well. I got injured constantly like I was just constantly in pain the whole time like for the six months I've been training I've actually ruptured a disc in my neck and um got a compressed nerve at the moment so I think it's probably a a uh a sign that I should stop doing these big races but I can't wait to get up there one day and just watch it and then possibly go across the Simpson on a bike oh yeah that'd be good yeah so at, at a bit yeah. more of a leisurely pace. <laughs> yes. I'd like to camp up on the track and watch it and, you know, do the party thing that everyone does up there. It's just, it looks unreal. It looks like so much fun. So, um, yeah, I'd love to go up and watch it. Don't know that I'll ever do it again. Maybe I might get the bug back one day, but, um, yeah, I've just got to let my body heal for now. No, my, my, I would love to go, I'd love to go and see that and, and do the same thing, just, just 
be part of that atmosphere. But that and and the Isle Man TT is, oh, yeah. is, is the other one I'd love to get to. And and I, it was always one of those ones where I lived forty miles away from Isle Man. Yeah. And I always said I'll go there eventually. I'll do it eventually. And then I moved to Australia, so it's a bit. <laughs> it's you have bit, to go. It's just just one one day I will. Uh, yeah. But but yeah no thanks thanks for coming along and and sharing sharing the story and we'll 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 put a couple of the uh, the videos on on Twitter for uh, for people to see because uh, I think it's like I think it's crazy like <laughs> you know I love motorcycles but there's there's not a chance in hell I could do that oh, you like, probably could I could do oh I could do probably ten k's of it I reckon. <laughs> As long if it's two hundred and thirty kilometers, I reckon if I had about five or six tea breaks, and, and, we and do, a, and and a masseuse at each spot, <laughs> or a, a, a physio or something to, to put me back together. Someone holding an ostrich feather, waving it and feeding me grapes. I, I was going to I was going to say like if if you were doing it again, you 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 even got like a a racing name set up there, you know the, the flying peacock. <laughs> You know, so, so you're missing a spot. But, you know, like, again, like motorcycles, obviously a massive hobby. And it's one of those ones that you can you can have a lot of fun doing things like the Fink, but you can also have a lot of fun just pottering around on a weekend at whatever yeah. local local race or local Enduro's on. Oh, yeah, there's heaps, of, heaps around here. And, yeah, there's nothing better than just going for a ride and then go to the pub for lunch and then come home and... Yeah, that's where it's at, I reckon. Absolutely. Right, oh, well, thanks thank, again. Thanks for coming along. And it's absolutely great work that you've done in terms of raising money for, for mental health. Uh, and obviously, a great result getting second place. A great result finishing it, as <laughs> a lot of people don't finish it. And, and yeah, thanks again for coming along. No, thanks. Yeah, it's been, been good. Thank, and... Uh, guess uh, Andrew do the wind up eh? is that part of your wind up to um, oh yep, yep thank the yep. listeners thanks, and, thanks uh, listeners that was uh, we appreciate that you uh, listened to this podcast this you know top 10 charting podcast in Australia um, and uh, yeah if you share it with your friends and family that'd be much appreciated and that's how we like to do this is uh, you share it we uh we have conversations with people who are interesting, uh, generally in agriculture, or if we can get a long bow to call it an agricultural story, then we'll uh, we'll, we'll get interesting people like uh, Jackie on. <laughs> so, Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was good to talk to you. Thanks right, very much. Ciao for now. See ya.